Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It's the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point, and we are back with our guest, Billy Ray from the Refuge Initiative. And uh, man, I've been really enjoying these conversations this week. Um, I think they've been, I haven't been timing the podcast episodes, so I think they've been a little bit longer than normal. And um, I'm really enjoying just getting a deep dive into scripture with Billy. Um, Billy, thanks for just your honest engagement with these passages. It's been really rich for me. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, uh, you can go back to Mondays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays from this week and um, just enjoy those. And we'll be picking up on some of these same themes, I think, um, uh, for the rest of the week today and tomorrow. So with that, um, Billy, I'll go ahead and read uh, Romans 12 verses 9 through 21, and then we'll, you know, dive into some reflection together. Great. Here's what it says. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So Billy, what's grabbing you about this passage? Um, yeah, I'm, I must say when I read this, that there were a lot of phrases that were... Um, like sandpaper, you could say. Hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, especially, I mean, it's hard to, t- hard to not read this and think about what's going on in our society today in America hmm. and the political season ramping up here. Um, these are just not what either party emphasizes. <laughs> um, and it is a, uh, you know, that, that phrase, you know, if it is possible, as far it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Um, this is, I mean, it is just packed full of, um, it's like the Proverbs of the New Testament. Um, it just one after the other. Hmm. Uh, what about this? Honor one another above yourselves. Um, we need to see, I think, more examples of this in our, in the Christian church and, um, I'd like to, you know, we, you could really go really deep with any one of these things, but I, I just picking that out. Um, what does that mean to honor one another above yourselves? And 
you know, if we, if we did that, surely the world would know that we're different, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that right now, when I look at the American church, I think the world is wondering, are you different? What, and what makes you different? We know you're different, you know, different, you know, in a kind of weird kind of way, but, um, but they're not attracted, I think, to our faith um, as we would like. And I, I think that part of it is because we don't practice um, hospitality maybe as much as we should, and we're not devoted to one another in brotherly love. Um, I think if they saw more of that and um, sometimes they're not looking, but I think that it would create just a vacuum, you know, of interest. People would be drawn into, uh, into the church. Everybody's looking for community and for their tribe, for their place of belonging. Uh, and we have all of the, I mean, we have the example of Christ and we have, you know, the Holy Spirit living in us to, um, to do that. You know, we, we ought to be the most attractive elements of the society. Hmm. You know, that's what Jesus was. He was just, everybody was just attracted to him, you know, um, even though it says in Isaiah that there was no physical, um, anything physically about him that would make us attractive to him. Yet what we see is that people just couldn't get, you know, they just were drawn to him and, um, yeah, all of our churches across the United States should be those places too, that people feel drawn into, Mm -hmm. um, I just hope that we can, um, instead of building moats, you know, kind of around our, our castles, um, we could be building bridges, uh, with local community and, um, yeah, just be, we would just represent brotherly love. Is mm -hmm. what yeah. Yeah. All these, like you said, proverbs or, you know, these imperatives, uh, if those, if we were to live by them, certainly create a community that was uh, attractive and um, really a light on the hill um, for the world to see. And definitely is what we aspire to. And I was noticing um, verse 13, you know, the hospitality to strangers, uh, that's something that maybe typifies or um, characterizes the refuge initiative um, is extending hospitality to strangers. Um, it's mm -hmm. also something that you know, characterizes the ministry of Jesus to extend hospitality to strangers. Um, and Jesus says, whenever you extend hospitality to strangers, you're really welcoming me too. And so as our response as disciples is to be like Jesus is by expressing hospitality. The, um, and uh, we've talked about, you know, Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes. Uh, Middle East culture can teach us a lot about hospitality. I remember being there and receiving the hospitality of strangers. I was a stranger to people and they welcomed me in. And what that feels like, you know, um, to be welcomed right. in as a foreigner who doesn't speak their language, who doesn't eat their food, who doesn't belong there, um, who could be viewed as an enemy in a lot of places in the Middle East as an American, and to be treated as a friend um, is a huge ministry that goes beyond words. Um, and I know that you've received that kind of hospitality as well as an American and living in a foreign land. Um, um, but the part that really stuck out to me was um, 
Never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. I immediately thought of not Moses, but Jonah, who was waiting for God to execute his wrath against Nineveh, right? Like, here I am a prophet, sent even after he repented and came back and followed God and said, okay, I'm going to go and, you know, tell the Ninevites to repent. And he goes and tells them to repent. And then God, and then they do repent. And, and Jonah gets upset. And you get this idea that Jonah was expecting them not to repent and that God would show his wrath, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting just sulking under that vine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And God is like, what, what right do you have to be angry? Um, I, I'm a God of mercy, <laughs> you know, um, I want to show, I want to show compassion on my enemies. That's what I want to do. And how that bothers Jonah. Um, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Um, and so we have to go, what does God's wrath look like? And I think we have to look to the cross, you know, um, we have to look to the cross of Jesus to see how Jesus treats his enemies, you know, um, how God treats his enemies through Christ. And uh, it says, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heat burning coals on their heads. And that's what that's a, a way of looking at the cross is that here Jesus is in front of the people who are crucifying him, his enemies, and treating them as friends and um, dying for them and refusing to um, execute uh, his wrath upon them and instead taking it upon himself. Um, so uh, for me, uh, this passage points right back to the cross and helping us understand God's wrath and why we should be hospitable and to leave vengeance for God because God has already answered that question and solved that problem that he's already dealt with our enemies to the cross. And um, so it gives me, uh, it challenges me to uh, have the same patience and the same love for people who um, oppose me or um, are, you know, are um, that I might view as enemies and um, I think that's, uh, for me, that's the part that's standing out is um, to to be able to see my enemies the way Jesus sees them and uh, and to heap burning coals on their heads of kindness and love. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what was sticking out to me. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I would agree, Brendan. That was uh, That was a part too that stuck out at me. It's just... Um, leaving room for God's wrath. Um, don't do not take revenge, uh, my friends. And um, uh, I mean, but I think we just all of us need to be reminded that, hey, as followers of Jesus, that's not who we are. And um, and and if we can all probably remember times where we we did take a revenge or we did do something, and what that kind of does is it actually makes it harder for that person to um to hear the voice of god the you know the correcting voice of god later on because uh, we stepped in in a in a way and we could be pushing them further away from god god's voice when we you know rise up and mm-hmm. take that and so it's it's a big deal um it's a big deal uh, so we, we have to be really, really careful, um, to not 
lift our hand. Mm -hmm. uh, God, God will deal with other people. And I think if we're honest, at least in my own life, I'm, I'm just thinking times uh, I know when the worst thing, the worst times in my life ever have been honestly when God has put his finger on me to repent of something. It hasn't been anything that anybody's ever done to me. It's when God like, mm. pushes on me, Yeah, and, you know, and it's like, you need to go apologize or whatever. It's like, that is the most hurtful thing in the world is when the, the Holy Spirit keeps you up at night and won't let you go to sleep because he's your, you know, you're a part of his family. He says, you got to make this right. And it's like, that's what hurts the most. It's not the, the you know, the stones or the, uh, the words from other people. Those are hurtful things. But uh, and so I think if we were really honest with ourselves, God has a way of hurting us. <laughs> uh, so you can be sure that God will do that to the other person too. And the sooner, you know, in our relationships, if something goes wrong, the sooner we release other people and forgive other people, you're actually unlocking the door for God to now really work on them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we need to be preaching that and telling people, this is the process. This is the law of God. When you release, when you forgive, now God can work. But if you're holding on to them, you're literally squelching the Holy Spirit's conviction in their life. Um, mm -hmm. You're stopping it. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think there's really any greater pain than when the Holy Spirit really puts it on you, you know, um, mm -hmm. as a child of God, I would yeah, right. say. Um, yeah. The discipline. God disciplines those he loves. Yeah. That discipline that I don't want that. And so I want to be forgiving. And I know like, okay, if he did that to me and if somebody did something wrong to me, if he really did something wrong to me, then the best way for the, to get back at them, so to speak, is to quickly forgive and bless and pray for them because and let the, God do the it. Judgment of God's coming, you know, or the, the conviction, the discipline is like, um, and yeah. And there's that old proverb too, that if we rejoice when we see our enemy fall, um, that God will turn his wrath away from him, you know? And um, we need to be careful too, that when we see our enemy or, you know, I use that word broadly, our enemy, but, you know, sometimes we do have, feel like we have relational enemies. Um, I think we, we need to be careful. We don't also rejoice when they get it, you know, mm -hmm. that's because uh, we're all just broken vessels and we should all just be thankful that we're in the family of God and God would choose to, to clean us up and, and put us in his family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Billy. Well, um, hopefully that gives a word of encouragement to uh, everyone listening that uh, it's, God says it's mine to repay. And uh, that's what we want is we don't want, us to exact God's judgment or justice on other people. We want God to do it and God knows how to do it best gently and also, you know, effectively to bring a word of, of, uh, you know, of correction or of healing to others that we can't bring. And the sooner we let that go and forgive and let God take that place, um, the, you know, the sooner that we're 
you know, released from the anger. And then also the sooner that others are invited into a process of reconciliation with God. And that's what we really want uh, for ourselves and for others. So thanks for that, Billy. And um, everybody will join you again tomorrow morning. So look out for that podcast and we'll be with you then. So talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.